Hello and welcome to this emergency episode of Football on the 40. It is June 23rd, 2022. Mark that day in your calendars because it is a day that could forever change the Texas football program. Today, the grandson of Archie, nephew of Peyton and Eli, and the golden boy, Archibald Charles Manning, committed to play quarterback for the University of Texas. I'm Jake Robinson. Joining me on this special episode is Andrew Harris, Bowen Kai, and Kevin Mathis. We also have a special guest and recruiting aficionado, Evan Baldwin, back for this episode. And as always, this podcast is produced by the esteemed Hamilton Lizer Esquire. We're going to jump right in here. Andy, how pumped are you by this commitment? Uh, you know, it's, it's, a, it's a pretty big day, I got to say. No, um, obviously extremely excited. Uh, this is a day that a lot of us is, have been looking forward to uh, for a while. Um, but first off, I just wanted to say, you know, this is pretty big news in the world of Arches. You know, there hasn't been a lot of news about Arches recently. You know, you got Arches National Park. You got the Gateway Arch in St. Louis, Arc de Triomphe in, in, in Paris. You know, those are all great Arches, but really not a lot of news in recent years. And, you know, this is probably the biggest Arch news in a while. What about y'all? Do y'all think, do y'all think the same? I, I would have to agree. I'm racking my brain about recent news about arches. <laughs> yeah, didn't know his name was Archibald. So how does that fit into your arches? Hey, there's still an arch in there, you know. So pretty big, pretty big, pretty, pretty, pretty big, if, I'm, uh, if I say so myself. Andy has a kid, and then the dad jokes are just in overdrive. It's from here. I'm surprised he didn't mention the arch in people's foot too, because we all we all have have a couple of those. <laughs> but yeah, I I don't know. Overall, I just I'm super excited. I think I think today is the biggest recruiting day in Texas football history. We can talk about that more later. Um, but it's either this one or Fitzy on one of the two, and I I'm going to lean out and say today is the biggest day. Andy, do what what part of the cycle did Vince Young commit when he committed and how did he change sure. that recruiting class so there's two different factors I'm pretty sure that was at the very end that he committed um I could be wrong I was like nine years old at the time so wasn't really much into the recruiting game um but the thing with that recruiting class was Texas was going to have a really good recruiting class overall um, before he committed. He just was a cherry on top. Um, with this one, this can change the dynamic of this current recruiting class and can change the dynamic of Texas going forward, um, which we need to have consecutive good recruiting classes uh, to get back to where we want to get to. I can jump in here, Jake. I think one thing that just a quick reaction is just how how important relationships are with recruiting. If it's one thing we've heard over and over about this particular one is it's Steve, uh, Steve Sarkeesian and AJ Milwee, the quarterback coach, have invested um, a lot of time into this specific relationship, and I think you're seeing you're seeing the the payoff of that here too. Um, the other thing I wanted to mention, just quick reaction, is you're going to hear a lot of a lot of chatter from other fan bases on um, this, oh, you know, how much money are they paying him and all those things. First off, 
he's a Manning. I don't think he's exactly hurting for, for money in that particular way. I mean, yes, if he comes here and when it works out, which I hope it does, he's going to, you know, he's going to sign multiple deals. Um, But I don't think that that's one of the main reasons why he came here. I can go next. Yeah. I mean, I definitely remember where I was when I saw the news come in. I mean, just sitting in meetings and then like seeing the phone blow up and then checking the, checking the interwebs. It's pretty awesome to, to see. I mean, we've been kind of circling around this news for a while. Um, Just the various rumor mills and, um, you know, holding out for the hope that this would happen. I think, you know, coming off the Quinn news and, and all that, I think we're pretty, pretty jazzed already. So I think it's going to be huge. I mean, from, from reading it, it's like, we have, I think the, the only, the only three, um, like composite two, four, seven rated, rated, like perfect rated quarterbacks, I think ever from the tweet that I saw. So, I mean, that, that's, that's huge. And then I think the, the other thing I was going to mention was, looking at Arch's um, Twitter, it was pretty cool. He has like one tweet and this is his only tweet that he's like committed. And I think it's the same for his like Instagram as well. That's like pretty baller. I just, I just. Yeah. He didn't have a Twitter before this, but when he broke up a little bit. Yeah. It's like, he's announcing the magnitude of that, of, of his signing. So pretty awesome to see. Yeah. I'll go next. Um, I think, First of all, this is a huge get for Coach Sark. I mean, this is the um, – well, in the last three, four recruiting classes, this is our our third top two ranked quarterback. Hudson Card was number two in his class. Quinn Ewers was number one. And um, Arch is obviously number one in the upcoming 2023 class as well. So big get for him. Um, we'll see what it looks like with putting the rest of the program around that it was I, I read and y'all follow recruiting way closer than I do but I saw that this is the only quarterback that we offered for this next uh, recruiting class so he kind of put all of his cards in one basket um, and it worked out and ESPN has a feeling too um, so our yeah I, I do think it's the biggest potential single commitment of any college recruit for honestly any program in the last generation the upside's huge um, his his talent coupled with you know what could come in the recruiting field after this um, could lead to competitiveness with you know the best of the SEC in a couple of years we'll see uh, there's really no downside you know if it's a flop it's a flop it's where you know we have other quarterbacks we can we can always figure something else out there's never a downside to something so exciting as this and I can I can go last here and damper the conversation slightly. I'll start by saying I'm also extremely excited. And I I get the sense from like Twitter and people texting me and everything that generally people are excited because what we know, the influence we know this will have on the recruiting class for 2023. And we've already mentioned it, but like getting the number one quarterback and a five-star recruit as the leader of that class is gonna bring in a lot more talent, which is tremendous and amazing. Uh, getting the endorsement of the Manning family, like Evan, you kind of were speaking to this. That's very significant. Um, they seem to manage his recruitment really well um, and professionally. And he like didn't make a fool of himself as you know, 17, 18 year old during this process. So I feel like his commitment is pretty solid and there's a low likelihood that he will bail before signing day. Um, 
I think most significantly probably is the fact that we beat out so many significant football programs in his recruitment. So it's a testament to Sark's abilities to recruit and where teenagers feel like our program is headed. So that can't be ignored. However, and, and, I, and I'm not a, a recruiting analyst and I don't really understand what goes into the rankings, but just based on stats and watching a few of his games last year, I don't fully understand how currently he is the number one quarterback recruit in the country. Um, just really quickly, I, I like compared his junior season with that of Quinn Ewers and Spencer Rattler, who are in the last five years, recent number one recruits and number one quarterbacks. This is junior season across all three. Arch has the least amount of touchdowns with 17 last season. Quinn had 28, Spencer had 45. If you look at yards per game, Arch averaged 195 yards per game, and Quinn and Spencer each were averaging over 300 yards per game. Um, Quinn and Spencer's quarterback ratings were about 25 points higher than Arch's. And, you know, I could go on, but his statistics don't jump off the page like a number one recruit. So I'll open it up. And I know I've already been attacked for my generally negative views compared to some of the homers on this podcast <laughs> in the preamble to recording. <clears throat> but with that, like, do you think that he's rated number one because of his last name or solely on potential? Or are you guys satisfied with the numbers that he's putting up on the field? And are we confident that he's really in the class of like a Spencer Rattler and a Quinn Ewers? So oh, I do think he's slightly overrated. I, I agree with you, Kev. I don't, I think Quinn as a high school prospect was more talented than, than Arch. He does play at a private school and I don't think you're going to see the similar numbers as he would, I don't know, at other places. But overall, I think he's slightly overrated, but the biggest thing about this is the recruiting impact he'll bring. As a yeah. Whole. And, and that's kind of what I started with. I feel like most people that pay attention, they feel that way. They know that they don't know about the influence that it's going to have to our recruiting class and what it says about our program. But I would like a little bit more of generally the conversation to include who is Arch on the field and do his numbers really stack up with recent number one recruits? Because I'm just not seeing it. Granted, he has one more season and I'm rooting for the guy like heck, you know, I want to see him double these numbers and, and really be the guy, but it's making me question more than anything else. The, the recruiting industry and the way that we, we rate these players. I think the last name in this case is mattering a little bit more, um, but I'll end with I'm pumped. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't, I don't mean, I don't necessarily agree or disagree because I don't look at high school stats and our recruits. I kind of just trust other people to do that. <laughs> but um, I mean, maybe, maybe there is a factor, but at the end of the day, what does that matter now? Because looking forward, like, honestly, I'm, I'm just going to say it. That is kind of the take, the initial reaction I would have expected on an Aggie or an OU podcast today, not a football on the 40 podcast. Yeah. And, and I, I really don't care. Like I, I don't care. Um, his, his numbers, what, what else do you judge him on? If it's not numbers, it's, it's DNA. And I get it. The man, the Manning DNA is legit, but if it's not numbers, then how do you, how do you rank the guy? 
That's all I'm saying. All right. Good stuff there. We're going to move on into our next segment before we get off the rails. So our next segment is going to be just hot takes. What does this mean for um, the program? What does it mean for um, us personally? Whoever wants to go first, jump on in. I can go first. All right. So given the state of the world right now, you know, with all the talk of inflation, rising interest rates, possible recession, I wanted to um, structure my hot takes in stocks to buy and stocks to sell. Okay. So first, my stocks to sell is Malik Murphy draft stock. If you remember from a few pods ago, this is a devastating day for my boy Malik, who I took in the fifth round as a flyer. Really, really rough day for him. I took I took a peek at his Twitter. He didn't retweet it. I'm not sure if he liked it. I didn't go that deep. But Malik Murphy, definitely a, a falling stock. In terms of stocks to buy, this is a huge, huge tip for, for us folks here. Stocks to buy is Austin's Pizza franchise locations. If you guys can recall from when Peyton Manning went to the Denver Broncos, he bought up like 30 Papa John's locations when he went to the Denver Broncos. Now that his nephew is in Austin, definitely will be on the lookout for Austin's pizza on the come up. I can definitely see a lot of interest in that. So you heard it here first on Football on the 40. If Austin's Pizza franchise, if their uh, franchise request forms, if that page starts to error out, you'll, you'll know it's because of all the requests coming in. But those are my takes. It's stocks to buy and stocks to sell. That's great insight, Bowen. I think my hot take is not saying Kevin is completely wrong in his analysis earlier. Um, I think one other point I'd add is the level of competition that he's been, been playing, I think, hasn't been as strong as maybe some of the, some of the other recruits um, where they're playing. However, I still think there's a lot to be excited about. Um, recruiting analysts also look at look at size and frame and just prototypical um, you know quarterback size, and he he fits all those all those parameters. Um, he has the arm strength. Um, so I think overall, we as you know as a Texas fan base need to realize that he's he's not going to see the field. I mean, I'd be surprised if he saw the field his freshman year. It would be such a huge, huge step to go from where he was playing to the speed of the college game that quickly. But I think that that fits well in our timeline because ideally whoever, whoever wins out between Quinn or, or Hudson, hopefully we get two solid years out of them before they um, go to the draft. And that would fit well with, with how Quinn stacks up um, with his eligibility, which would give Art an entire year to redshirt um, and to get used to the speed, which I think will pay we'll pay dividends down the road. So again, Kevin's not too far off, but I think there still is a lot to be positive about um, on, on the recruiting rankings here. For me, I, I just would say the, the, the one thing is maybe I'll get to meet uncle Peyton. I'm a huge fan. Maybe he'll be out on Bevo Boulevard um, having a, a $5 beer. If inflation doesn't take care of Bevo Boulevard as well. So that's uh that would be a, a hope of mine. I think my my feeling on what it means for the program is um, it means we're headed in the right direction just to win this very marquee recruiting battle against other blue blood blue bloods like speaks volumes. 
um, regardless of how I feel about, you know, Arch's senior or junior season, like that's a, a significant recruiting win, which uh, is a good indicator for other battles that we may be in for big players. Also, like, I agree with what you said, Evan, the timeline, like Arch isn't wearing orange this fall. He's not going to be on campus until at least January of next year. Um, just the timeline of getting another solid quarterback in that room is right. Um, you know, it, it doesn't put too much pressure on Quinn. He can still um, be the guy for the next couple of years and then really start to compete with with Arch in like, what is it, 2024? Um, so we're still a few years away, which is good. And it's that that with the recent O-line acquisitions is like really laying a very solid foundation for the talent on our team going forward. So I think all the indicators are positive when it comes to when it comes to like program health. For sure, Kev. Um, so I got two positive hot takes, one negative uh, hot take. Um, so I'll go positive, negative, positive. Um, so yeah, by the time he's done at Texas, he will be the most famous arch in America. Pretty confident about that one. Um, still running with that dad joke. Okay. Uh, second one. Um, I don't think we will win a, na um, a national championship while he's on campus. None of the Manning relatives have won a national championship while they were on campus um, at their respective schools. So I don't think we'll win a national championship with Arch, but I think we will be going in the right direction. And then the last thing I'm going to say is the speed limit on campus is going to change to 16 miles per hour, just like his grandfather Archie and the speed limit at Ole Miss being 18 miles per hour after Arch wins the Heisman uh, before declaring for the draft. Nice. Nice. All right. Those are some good takes. I think we hit everybody. Um, we're going to take a short break. We will be back in a few moments. And we're back. Uh, we talked a little bit about recruiting in the initial reactions to the big news um, uh, with Arch Manning committing to Texas today. Uh, I do want to turn it over now to kind of look a little bit more in-depth recruiting, maybe uh, some specific positions or, or just what, what does this open up for the rest of the 2023 class? Um, whoever wants to start can jump in. So there's some br late breaking news. Um, according to Jerry Hamilton of Inside Texas, he's reporting that David Hicks, who's the number five overall player in 2023, the number one defensive lineman in the country, has reached out to Texas uh, since Arch committed. So he's been an Aggie lean for a while, so that would be a big turn if he came to Texas. Wow, breaking wow, news. that's huge. Middle of a breaking news podcast. <laughs> what about uh, wide receivers, Andrew? I was kind of skimming this on two four seven and only saw one five star wide receiver on a radar that was that was not committed to us currently. Um, like, who's Arch going to throw to? Are we seeing any any trends with skill players right now? Yeah, so Jonte Cook is the big one. It looks like he's coming to Texas now. Um, he's don't underestimate him. He's really good five-star receiver. Um, that's a big plus, 
uh, for him to come to Texas. I think, uh, so this is kind of recent to uh, Michael, I think it's Michael, I don't know, it's spelled weird, Harrison Pilot. Uh, he's from Temple. He is kind of in the mold of Little Jordan, which we all miss Little Jordan. And um, uh, he could play multiple positions, but I think he's going to come to Texas now too. Jonah Wilson's another name. And I think now this means we're going to either get Cedric Baxter, which I think we'll probably get, or potentially Ruben Owens, who just committed to Louisville. But I, if I had to put money on it, I think it would be Cedric Baxter, who's a running back, uh, not a wide receiver. Yeah, I have to agree with that. Um, a lot of the names that Andy just mentioned all have received crystal balls within the past hour and a half to to Texas obviously that coincides with Arch's recruitment so that can't be understated um one for Jonte Cook one for Harrison Pilot um I believe Cedric Baxter just got one as well um also just on Twitter there's a lot of um a lot of recruits that are kind of chiming in um and I like what Andy said about the defensive side of the ball that really gets me excited about about Hicks because that was one where I thought that we were completely out so that's great to see that they're reaching out um JV and Tabiana, who is arguably one of the top defensive recruits in the state, um, tweeted fire emoji shortly after. He's been high on Texas. Um, and so one other tweet that I wanted to highlight, Andy had mentioned um, Ruben Owens, who recently committed to Louisville, was high on both Texas and Texas A&M. Um, direct quote from a committed elite prospect. So they're, they're going to hide who, who this is, but my guess is that it's, it's Ruben Owens. Um, it's a long six months until signing day, come get us, end quote. So I think that, you know, depending on who that is, or even, you know, I think that that mindset still holds true, even to those that are committed seeing this, there's going to be a lot of momentum heading our way. Yeah. What, what, uh, what do y'all think about the potential of this next recruiting class being number one in the country? I think top three or top five is more realistic. I think one is going to be really hard to get to on in particular, because we're not in it on a lot of big defensive, like highly ranked defensive prospects that I would like to be. Um, but I think offensively, we there's the potential to have the top offensive class in the country. Yeah. I, I second that Evan. Cool. Any other recruiting thoughts before we move into the last segment? I'll just add that the, 2023 Zeta recruiting class is going to be uh, fairly stout too with ladies trying to uh, nestle into that Manning money. Ah, <laughs> oh, geez. Okay. Um, <laughs> <laughs> we will move into our final segment, which is just an opportunity for, uh, for y'all to give some closing statements. Also, since this is all about hype right now, how many? Natties, does Texas win under Arch Manning? Gosh, I don't know. I, I'm just not going to commit to a natty count. Last time I saw like a count, I'm just, I, I can't. I just, I can't. I, what I'm setting my sights on, or at least like during his time on campus, I would love like a positive, I'm setting my sights low, a positive win loss record for the Red River rivalry. I would take that. And if we can, my stretch goal will be one Big Twelve title. That's it. That that that's 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 where I'm at right now. Because in four years, we, we haven't that guys. We haven't had a TV <laughs> that has a, had a positive record for the Red River rivalry 
like since we've been in school. But and we have not won the Big Twelve title since we've been in school. That would that would be great. I would but take I would love that. but take Arch out of the equation and you say Texas wins one Big Twelve championship in the next six years, five to six years. Does that make you happy? I'm good with that. I'm oh, good. He's with not going to be on campus title, for five to six. Title. Well, actually, we're only going to be in the Big Twelve. He's not going to be there when we play in the Big Twelve. So that's maybe that, hopefully that's he is for one year. I think yeah. okay, yeah. So oh, that's I, I see what you did there. Okay, so I didn't intend that, but that's a that's a good, <laughs> that that's a very that changes my very pessimistic outlook to a very very optimistic one. So I'll I'll keep it. I'll just keep it. I'll keep it. Like if if the powers that be extend us in the Big Twelve, then you know I have a flex goal, so that that's fine. Um, I'd be I, I think that's that's my initial take. I'd be happy with that. A couple other closing notes I had was to Andy's point about Arch being the most popular arch in the US by the time he's done on campus. I just did a quick Google search. So for posterity, Arch's National Park gets me 25 million results and Arch Manning is at 10 million. So he's got about five years to make up 15 million um, <laughs> pages. I think some of the Dallas Express articles will write will help with you know a few of those, but he's got some ground to cover for sure. And then my last note was something I was thinking about in terms of stocks to buy would be really cool if we had like a Manning cast episode or a few episodes on LHN, that would be insane. That would be a huge, huge come up for to revive a dead LHN because some of those Manning cast broadcasts in this, this last regular season were just incredible. So I could just see them just riffing on arch like that. That would be such a cool, <laughs> such a cool segment. So I might, I might ride into the LHN and, and pitch them on this and, see what we can do but those are my those are my closing thoughts i think bone you're a wise man for not committing to a national championship count i am going to follow you and defer on that one um and i will accept the blows i will receive for being the one that's typically realistic slash negative uh, but I, I think that's smart and i think a, a more interesting question is can we win the sec championship with arch and over the course of his time in Austin with the rest of the people around him, I'll stick my neck out there and say, yes, we can win one. Um, wow. Whoa. I think that's a, that is the most optimistic you've ever been. <laughs> and, and that's saying zero natties, but a legit shot at winning one well, SEC championship. You're in the playoffs. If you win the SEC, most likely, almost certainly. Bo inspired me by being too wise to commit to the natty count and I'm going to stop there. But I, but I think there is a chance maybe our, you know, second, third year in the SEC, like we have, we're in that conversation. So no on the natties, maybe on the SEC championship. Yeah. I like that. The, the natty question was, was honestly kind of just a joke, but uh, I would also say, you know, who knows what will happen in the next few years. I think we're trending in the right direction. It's an exciting day for Texas. And I do think that we're, I mean, I, I wasn't even willing to go as far as say an SEC championship, but I was going to say we're, we're in contention, you know, we're, we're in contention top five team in the month of December in the next four years. I would say that that's, that that's pretty likely or at least reasonable. Yeah, for sure. I, I, will... I guess, um, go ahead, Evan, you, you take it away. You're the guest of honor. So you go ahead. <laughs> I'll be quick here. I think we win 
multiple natties, uh, and 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 here's why: it's because Jake didn't distinguish if it was football natties or not. And so, given our prowess in country club sports, such as golf and swimming and tennis, uh, I think at some point we will win multiple natties when Arch is on campus. Um, but on a more serious note, I think you know, big takeaway here is it's it's. As, as important as ever to have a decent season in the fall, right? You don't want to follow this up, follow this historic off season with another five and seven, six and six, you know, season. Like we need to be, uh, we need to be eight wins. Nine would be phenomenal and would keep the momentum going. Yeah, for sure. Right. I'm sure we'll talk about this in future pods, but I think eight is definitely the benchmark for this year. Um, and I, I talked about it earlier. I don't think we'll win a national championship. I feel like that's pretty safe to say. We haven't won one since 2005. Um, so a little disappointed in y'all for not reaching out. But um, yeah, overall, I today is an exciting day. And I think, I don't know if we'll win an SEC championship. I, I don't think Arch will play. Um, I, I think he'll redshirt his freshman year. So, but like, therefore, he won't play in the Big 12 um, while he's at Texas. And I think he'll only play two years at Texas. Uh, so, with all that in mind, if we can get one SEC championship, that'd be tremendous. As long as we're heading in the right direction, playing in New Year Six, New Year Six Bowls, I think we're going to be good to go. And that's kind of the goal that I hope Texas has. All right. Good stuff. Well, that brings us to the end of this emergency episode of Football on the 40. Um, Remember, it's June 23rd, 2022. Let's look back at this in a few years and uh, hopefully we are we are smiling and happy and uh, moving in the right direction and not losing to Kansas. All right. So. That brings us to the end of the episode. Thank you all for tuning in uh, to this. And uh, we will be back in the next few months to preview the upcoming football season. Um, Thanks for listening. We'll catch you on the next Football on the 40. Hook them.